Pastor Bill, back once again, so happy to welcome you as we gather as the family of God in the Christ journey experience. And wherever you're making your connection with us today, we pray God's blessing upon you. May the most special connection of your life be the one that you share with him through Jesus Christ. And may today be an encouragement to you to take it to the next level wherever you are in your journey. Now, our series, in our series, we have been journeying up the continuum through human development, both spiritual and biological, and today we are at childhood. Jesus believed childhood is special and deserves our respect. Some people will sometimes say to a child, oh, you're so grown up. Or you'll hear somebody say, well, what do you wanna be when you grow up? But you know, we have no record of Jesus ever saying anything like that. In fact, in the Gospels, it seems more like Jesus to tell grown-ups, you need to be more like children. Jesus highly valued children. So when the disciples, one day the disciples are shooing parents and their children away, and Jesus rebukes them, and in a flash of grief and anger, he's indignant. Mark chapter 10, verse 14. He's so grieved, he's incensed with anger, and he says, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Matthew 18, the disciples are arguing over who's the greatest in the kingdom, and Jesus calls a child to stand right in the middle of them all and says this, unless you become as children, you won't even enter the kingdom. It's like respect the child. Now, I've got two thought worms I wanna put in our thinking today when we consider this. The first one is this. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine. You know, Sophia isn't just singing this little light of mine. She's doing it. She's living it. She's letting her light shine in the doing of it. And so that's the first little thought worm I want to plant in there. But the second one is this. It's a do-it-yourself book or do-it-yourself magazine. You've seen them. Do it yourself, full of inspiration and instruction on how to take the initiative and become a do-it-yourselfer about most anything and everything that you could consider how to do it yourself. Now, what do those two have in common? This little light of mine and do it yourself. Both represent human childhood, biological and spiritual. Biological childhood is a season of watch me, look at me. Hey, daddy, mommy, look what I can do. And uh, it's also a time as kids live with enthusiasm that grown-ups say things like this, you can do it, you can do it. And you can do it yourself. 
whether it's feeding yourself, dressing yourself, tying your shoes, taking out the trash, feeding the dog, you can do it yourself. And so this is a time of enthusiasm and of building confidence and a season of growing as a child. Now we've said it before, but our family ministry partners with parents to make tools and resources available for every age and stage of a child's life. We love to come alongside parents in helping them grow in their leadership as they help their children grow to become mature-ish. That's the series title. We're growing to become more mature-ish. And family life is an incubator for that development. In fact, children aren't the only ones who grow up in family life. Parents do too, at the same time as kids, just on different levels. Family life, like I said, is an incubator for leadership development that helps everyone get better in leading their own life. Now, maybe you've seen this. Five steps of leadership development. Step one, I do, you watch, we talk. Step two, I do, you help, we talk. Step three, you do, I help, we talk. Step four, you do, I watch, we talk. Step five, you do, someone else watches. Jesus seems to follow this pattern in developing his disciples' leadership and this is also a pattern that parents who want to help their kids lead their own lives well can follow as well. Or to say it another way, to help your children let their little light shine and do it themselves. If, if there's one story in the, uh, in the Gospels about a child letting his light shine and then building confidence out of it, it's the one in John chapter 6 where a great crowd of people, multiplied thousands of people, are following Jesus. The miracles of healing the sick that he has performed have catapulted him into the public eye, and now multitudes are clamoring after him all around the Sea of Galilee. Imagine today, if someone shows up with an effective, instantaneous cure for COVID-19 and any other possible disease, you suppose they'd be popular? Well, Jesus was the healer of all disease. And people are following him, and he turns to his disciples. It's as if he has the idea, you know, people should not only find healing in me, they should also receive nourishment. So he turns to his disciples and says, let's feed them, every one of them. Where can we buy food? Where can we buy bread for them to eat? Well, his disciple uh, Philip does the quick math and says eight months wages would not be enough to buy enough for everyone to have one bite. It's like reality check, Jesus. And then disciple Andrew found a little boy, verse nine, with five small barley loaves and two small fish, his lunch, and asked him, how far will they go among so many? Well, by story's end, maybe you know this one, and this story's in all four Gospels. Not only does everybody have their fill, but verse 13, there are 12 baskets full of leftovers. I enjoy trying to imagine that little boy and how he remembered that day and how many times through the rest of his life did he get to retell that story 
the story about the day that he let his little light shine and Jesus, uh, and the good Jesus did with it. The good that he and Jesus did together to help so many people make such a difference in their world. Spiritual childhood is about that. Developing as a spiritual child is about that, about letting your light shine in Christ and then learning how to do good in the world. So you might be a spiritual child. If you're learning the value of your own light and the initiative of sharing it in ways other people can feel. Spiritual children, they still need feeding, but now they've learned how to feed themselves. They still need um, to be clothed, but now they're learning how to dress themselves. And, and Paul talks about this in uh, Romans chapter 13, how to put on Christ. I think he's speaking to spiritual children about taking the next step in their journey. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and don't think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Romans 13, 14. Ephesians 4, 24. He says, put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And then as a result, what do they do? Put off falsehood and speak truthfully to each other. Steal no longer, but work so that you have something to share with those in need. That's doing good. Spiritual childhood is about Matthew 5, 16, where Jesus says, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Good deeds in you help others come to know your Father in heaven and help them find their way to him with reason to praise. Spiritual children who are saying, watch me, look at me. And then as we do, they're taking the initiative, showing confidence so other people can find their way through good deeds. When you do it with good deeds, others feel the goodness of God. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And when I let it shine through good deeds, others can feel and find God's love as well. Now it's important and spiritual childhood is where every follower of Christ learns this, good deeds don't earn God's favor. Spiritual children grow to know that they are God's sons and daughters by grace, through faith, not works. We don't earn forgiveness or salvation from God by keeping the rules or by doing what's right. But we do what's right because God's light is already shining from the inside out. So you might be a spiritual child if you are learning that it's not by works of righteousness that I have done, but according to God's mercy, he has saved me, Titus 3.5. This is a core lesson of being a child of God. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine, it is by grace we have been saved through faith. And that, not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Spiritual birth is a free gift of God's grace that we receive by simple faith. And you start understanding that clearly in your spiritual childhood. But listen to verse 10. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to what? You want to say it with me? To do good works. 
which God prepared in advance for us to do. So good works are part of the salvation train, but they're the cars and the caboose. They're not the engine. That's what we learn in spiritual childhood. We're not in some kind of competition to uh, earn God's favor by being holier than thou, better than others. We do good works because we have a good, good father whose life is now growing in us. You ever hear Philippians chapter 2, verse 12? My dear friends, Paul writes, as you have always obeyed, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Does that sound like a scary verse to you? <laughs> continue to work, obey, fear and trembling. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get the whole context, okay? What does the next verse say? Verse 13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. God is at work in you and he shows up when you obey him working out your salvation. It doesn't say working for, this is a lesson of spiritual childhood. There's a big difference in working out your salvation and working for it. To work it out means it's already in. It's already in you. By God's power, you already have it in his power and grace. But now God is working in you, changing you, growing you by his power according to his good purpose, and you are working it out. God is at work. That's where the healthy fear comes from. Can you imagine? I mean, just think about it for a moment. Almighty, infinite God is working in you. Now, it's not unusual for uh, power sources in our world to have signs in block, bold, black letters, all caps, high voltage, so that we're aware and pay attention. Caution signs around. That's what Paul's doing here. He's saying, caution. Let's never lose respect for God's awesome power in and through our lives. And as God works it in you, then we work it out by living obediently to his purpose. And that's the life of good deeds. So I wanna sum up and then give us some takeaways. Spiritual childhood is that time where God helps us understand clearly that you don't earn salvation by works, but you express it through good works. In spiritual childhood, Jesus helps us learn his voice. He said in John 10, 27, my sheep, that's my little ones, listen to my voice and they follow me. That's obedience. So God's, spirits, God's spirit helps you to hear and follow Jesus. You, maybe you've heard people talk about the promptings of God or that still small voice. Well, this is what you learn in spiritual childhood, how to recognize the promptings of God in the still small voice. Maybe you've heard of being a horse whisperer. Well, God is a child whisperer, a spiritual child whisperer, and his spirit, the living word, speaks through the Bible, his written word, to mold us and make us more like Jesus, the incarnate word. Let me say that again. God's Spirit, the living word, speaks to us through the Bible, the written word, to make us more like Jesus, 
the incarnate word. In other words, Jesus, through his spirit and his scripture, calls spiritual children to be obedient, obedient children. There's an old hymn that says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. The way to a happy childhood, a happy spiritual childhood, is to learn obedience. But Christian obedience isn't God cracking the whip and forcing you into compliance. No, 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 Paul said it's God working in you by his spirit to transform your life. So think of it like this, you have a key to your car, right? And that key is like your faith. And obedience is the turn of the key, the turn of your faith key that fires the ignition and then moves your car. God is the engine, your faith is the key, and obedience is the turn of the key that fires the ignition and moves your car as God is at work under the hood in your life. It releases God's power that is already at work within you. And what is God's power working to do? Paul says to will, that's to create the desire. That's why sometimes when we say, Lord, you know, I'm really not willing, but I'm willing to become willing. What a great prayer. The Holy Spirit will help us become more willing. He creates the desire to seek God's purpose and God's presence, and then to act. That means to empower your obedience, to fire the ignition that then moves the engine according to his good purpose. Now, may I tell you some steps of obedience that God led me to take in my early spiritual childhood? I'll just enumerate them real quickly. First was start every day with me, Bill. Start every day with me and my word. So as Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and then all these other things will be added to you. Let's keep first things first. And the first thing is we seek God's kingdom by learning his word. You know, as a, a spiritual child, I started learning how to feed myself in scripture. And just like I know my kitchen and where to look for food when I'm hungry, I started learning where to go in the Bible to find nourishment for my soul and how to live to be strong in his word. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice and follow me, that's obey. So I learned how to follow God's word, how to listen to his voice and follow God's word. Then the spirit led me to follow Jesus in water baptism. And I was baptized, one of my first steps of faith was being baptized as a declaration that Christ is now alive in me and I'm following him. Has the spirit prompted you about that? Have you been baptized yet? You're a newborn, you're an infant, a toddler, but now as a child, he's saying, obey me and take the step of obedience in baptism. Next, he said, trust me with your tithe. Now, this may be a shocker to some, but Jesus told me, the first dime of every dollar bill, give it to me. Why? Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Your heart will be more fully with me when you trust me with your treasure. And then he said this, give and it will be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together to the running over. And then he said this, make amends for hurts that you have caused. And so I, I went to people that I had sinned against and I apologized to them and I asked them, how can I make it right? And tried to do it. And then God said, stop using profanity. And so I stopped using those words and started replacing them with other words. 
And then he said, honor me with your body. Don't get drunk, don't abuse drugs. Instead, be filled with my Holy Spirit. And then he said, treat women with respect, not with lust. And then he said, I want you to share your story, my good news with others, so that they can have a chance to know me too. You know what he was doing? He was teaching me obedience, how to listen and follow so that I could live by faith turning, you know, turn the key of faith through the action of obedience and then access his power to move me upward in my growth to be like him. Jesus said this, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he's the one who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I too, will love him. That's a lot of love, right? Crammed into a few words. This is the word agape, by the way. You want more agape love of God in your experience? Jesus says it's right here. And then he says, and then here's the added bonus, and show myself to him. I'm gonna reveal more of who I am to you. Obedience is the way, is God's way of growing us upward in his love and of showing us more of himself, enlarging our capacity, our sacred space to know more of him. Now, you know what I also know? I'm nobody special. God didn't treat me this way because I'm somehow rare and unique. This is how he wants to grow every one of his children. So it brings us to these questions today. Do you know your Bible? Are you reading it so the Spirit can speak to you in it? Do you know how to feed yourself and how to listen for God's voice and then follow Jesus? The living word, the written word, to become close to the incarnate word and act in obedience. Information without application brings stagnation. Did you know that? If you, this is why some people get stuck in their spiritual childhood. They're disobedient. They're not following what Jesus invited them to act on in their faith. And then you get stuck as a disobedient child and that's not a happy child. But information with application brings transformation. That's spiritual growth. So the lesson to learn in your spiritual childhood, if that's where you are, or if you're trying to help somebody else learn the lesson and take the step to the next level, the lesson is simply obedience. Act in the turn of your faith through obedience to accessing God's power and his more of revealing himself through you. Let your little light shine by taking the initiative so others can see your good deeds and experience God as their good, good father too. So if you wanna unlock more growth in you, obedience is the way. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, that spiritual life is a gift, that we don't have to earn it or deserve it or do good works until we have merited your favor, but that you give it to us freely as a gift and we receive it as a gift. Thank you for the gift of your life, but thank you also that we can grow in that gift through a faith that obeys, 
So I pray right now for brothers and sisters that your Holy Spirit is speaking to about what their next step of obedience is. Would you just ask him right now, Lord, thank you that you're at work in me by your Holy Spirit. Now, I want to let you work it out through me as I obey you. Show me what my next step is. And then as he shows you, would you say, I'm taking it with you, Lord, right now. And then take it. Maybe you're saying, well, I'm not sure I'm willing to take it. Okay, then are you willing to become willing? Because that's the Holy Spirit's job in you to help that until it becomes an action. And friends, perhaps you're listening today and um, you'd like to know how God's love can become real and personal in your life and God could manifest himself to you. It happens through faith. Receive the gift of God's life through faith. And you can do that with me now as we pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for rising from the dead so that your spirit is now alive to come into me without hindrance. And I open my life to you. Receive the gift of salvation by faith. Make yourself known to me as I turn from my way and learn to go your way. Thank you, Lord. And if you prayed to receive Christ today, please let us know. And uh, we'll continue to pray for you to grow in taking those next steps together. Amen.